Rick Oldham, thank you so much for joining us on the VFF podcast. It's great to have you here. Yeah, nice to be here too, Tegan. Thank you. To kick off this episode, Rick, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and would love to know a little bit more about your farming enterprise as well? Well, I haven't always been a farmer. Um, I'm a civil engineer by by, uh, my profession, Um, but I had an interest in farming when my parents bought their first farm in 78 and in, um, in a township called Archie's Creek, which is about 160 kilometres out of Melbourne on the uh, on the Bass Coast. So it's on the Bass Strait, really. So uh, we have some pretty willing winters and, and, and those type of things and pretty dry dry summers, or well, it has been, but things are changing with ch- climate change, actually. Um, but anyway, not always a farmer, professional civil engineer involved in the construction industry, but... You know, since um, my parents bought the farm, I've you know sort of grew up on on the farm and and um, and certainly bought bought uh, one of their properties back in '96. So taken management of that. It was a dairy farm originally, um, and uh, I converted it to um, beef beef cattle Angus breeding herd uh, when the deregulation occurred in the dairy industry. So, Rick, off camera before, we were talking about your grandchildren and you had to double-check how many you have. Is it eight? That's right. And how do they enjoy spending time on the farm with you? Well, they, you know, they they do. I mean, it's it's often they well they're not see, they're not experiencing that you know in the in the urban environments that they they live in right my grandkids they 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 all live in you know well they live in two of them live in London and a couple in couple of in Brisbane and you know um, so they're all a bit scattered so yes there would be rules on the farm and expectations oh yeah no there's there's rules and and um, you know I. I remember my grandson Hudson coming from England and he this was such a build up for him to come to the farm right and and all he wanted to do was you know be on the tractors and you know and um and the first day he came you know I got this sort of um dicky seat in the tractor you know so you can take a a passenger so I um, <laughs> I had him in the in the tractor, and you know, like you get in these big tractors, you're you're a few meters off the ground, you know, and that sure there's a the stairs and, and that sort of stuff, but you're a few meters off the ground, and and he he done it like his first couple of minutes in the in the tractor, you know, I had to I sat him in there, got his belt on, and then I had to the tractor wasn't going or anything, and then I had to get down and get something and then come back, you know, and I said, do you sit there, do you do not you know, do anything. Of course, what did he do? He's, you know, he, he had to move, didn't he? And, and um, you know, and I actually um, barked at him, you know, and um, and made him cry, you know. And it, it was like a tor- horrible moment in some, and it was like, oh, man. So anyway, um, so there's rules, yeah. And, um, you know, you don't obey the rules. You you don't get the privileges. I think you know is is a is a, a lesson. And I, and I think too differentiating the workplace and the and the uh, the play the play yard, if you like, um, 
but letting them also experience as much of that as you can in in the the farming life safely, and that's the that's the balance. Um, the critical risks, you know, there are some absolute no goes. You know, I I put all my uh, I lock all my keys, you know, away in a key safe. Um, I locked the machinery cab so they couldn't crawl into the cab and close the door and it'd be a hundred degree day and you know yeah but these these things you never think of right that are that are that are, that are present out there and um, and I yeah, it is a duty of care and you know and and for family and and friends and things it's it's very personal you know <laughs> you know their safety is very personal mm, too special. You're involved with the local Kernock Grumpy Farmers Group. Tell me what what's involved in being a grumpy farmer, and how did this group come about? <laughs> well, I, I've 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 only been involved with them probably, you know, on a more sort of serious base basis with their um, you know fortnightly get-togethers, you know, over the last sort of um, couple of years. Um, I've travelled a lot with my work and, and, and things like that, so I never really got there too much. But, um, yeah, this is a group of people and it's sort of, I would think, absolutely atypical of, of the older farming generation, right, and um, both men and women, uh, husbands, wives, partners, whatever. And um, they come together every sort of couple of weeks um we've got a gentleman uh rob parsons who's who sort of is is the sort of chair if you like informal chair and just he's the he gets everybody sort of going and and you know just we talk about stuff right we talk about whether it's mental health whether it's whether it's um you know the price of cattle the price of whatever and and uh, the issues of the day, um, and one of just recently over the last sort of I guess two months, we I, I told them that I was involved with the um, a uh, working group on um, keeping kids safe on farms, and um, and uh, I just shared that with them, and they were really really interested in that, and. Um, Luckily, we were able to get um, John Darcy from the VFF and um, and support by um, you know, the vice president and the president of of the of Victorian Farmers Federation to be to be part of that. And um, so John launched the um, the book that we have produced, um, Child Safety on Farms, and um, it's a practical guide for. You know, uh, farming parents and grandparents. So that was a that was a great day. We had representatives of the um, local council there too um, for our our particular um, ward, and um, we're taking that now into what we call our um, rural engagement group, which is um, facilitated by the Basco Shire, and um, and taking that onto the agenda. Right for the rural rural engagement group to see, you know what um, what actions, what programs we can develop out of out of this um, out of this initiative. So, 
yeah, there won't be farmers, uh, you know, yeah. So we did a, um, we also did a video um, at um, at one of the farmer's um, properties and um, uh, he and his wife and a couple of the, the other um, uh, farming parents, grandparents had um, uh, participated in the video and the video messaging on that day and, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, so I'll add the video to the show notes so any listeners who haven't seen it can click on that and have a look. But I guess what was the main message that you were trying to convey in that video and we did release it on the Making Our Farm Family Safer campaign mm, mm. for grandparents involved yeah yeah well my my message and and the others had other messages and experiences too so but my message was was around this awareness of the risks and not only the awareness but putting in place and effective controls so that's the that's the step i think Right, that's the that's the game changer as I see it. Is is for this, 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 and this, you have you know those critical risks, those risks that you don't come home from, you know, or you're left with a permanent disabling injury. Making sure we have the the preventative controls in place. Now there's a there's a process. You know, known in the construction industry, and I think many farmers would probably also understand this. Certainly, you know, in engagement with WorkSafe or any of any anybody like that, it's these above the line controls. They call it above the line. It's the hierarchy of controls, right? But engineering controls and better. And I'm not talking about administrative controls like signs and PPE and stuff. I'm talking about what, I, what we term as above the line or engineering controls and better. So you either, you know, either eliminate the, the activity, you modify the activity, you substitute it, you know, you provide, um, you know, an engineering control like a guard or, you know, some safety mechanism. And, 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 and safety is a very fertile ground for being innovative around, you know, because it's this, it's this proactive culture that I think you, we're we're trying to we're trying to get get into the hearts and minds of people, right? And what better place to do it than on a farm when you've got your kids and grandkids and friends and family, their families around? You know, there's no. It's a very very dangerous environment, as I've said, hazardous. But what a that's making a step change through uh, improved culture of safety with your awareness, but as an absolute fundamental taking this um, no compromises approach to what I'm calling critical risk or those risks that, you know, can permanently disable you. Yeah, you're spot on there. I love that cross-reference between industries and I think the agricultural farm industry has a lot to take from that construction. So, and I guess can we dive a little bit further into the VFF's Making Our Farm Safe, uh, the Child Safety on Farm Steering Committee, which you're involved in. I guess what's your biggest driver for this campaign and what do you hope to see change in the safety space for children on farm? I was very passionate and I was lucky enough to 
to be part of that group. I, I, I saw the initiative advertised, um, not so much the committee advertised, but I saw the, the, the initiative that the VFF were undertaking around child safety on farms. You know, and there's really, really good stuff out there about, you know, kids' kids safety on farms. You know, there's been a lot of research. There's been a lot of stuff done. Um, so I, I wrote to the VFF and, and um, I said I'd like to be be part of that that group looking into this, right? And then it then there was other other people that were obviously also like minded around that, and hence the committee was formed, right? And and it's not acceptable to you know as an industry so revered, and I think people are you know having a, a very good appreciation and a um, a wonderful respect for farmers i think you know in in our communities right and and certainly farmers do of each other right and um it's just not how can you how can you say that one child a year you know is is it there's a fatality one one child a year that's what's happened in the last six or seven years in you know, I, I came from an industry where they had five fatalities in five years, right, particular company. And apart from, you know, how do you live, you know, if you're the, you're the owner or the operator of the farm and, and, or you're a grandparent or a parent and, and you, lose, you lose your child or your grandchild on the farm, you know, how do you, how do you walk the laneway anymore, you know? There in that farm, how do you want to stay there? You know, you, you just, uh, uh, it's just a, it's just traumatic and impactful. And, and yes, there's, you know, the safety's under the, and I don't want to scare listeners or whatever, but, you know, workplace safety is under the criminal code, right? You have a duty of care. Yeah. Let alone them being your kids and grand, grandkids, you know, you have a duty of care to, to your employees, you know, to your, to everyone that walks through your front gate, really, and um, yeah, so I, I just think that we, you know, as farmers, can make this change and and need to, you know, add it to the conversation, you know, and um, and have a, a language that is, you know, um, common and an understanding which is common, you know. I know many would say, oh, well, you know, we can't quite do that or, you know, we, we, um, you know, I need, I need my, you know, 11-year-old or 12-year-old to get the cows, you know, and, and, um, and uh, well, okay, well, find a way to do that if you, if you, you know, how do you do that safely, right, you know, you know, you can't do it on an egg bike because you you got you know the law says you've got to be sixteen or above for for an egg bike. You know, I feel like this is a really great place to have those meaningful and raw conversations and to talk about the social attitudes out there. For example, some farmers who are quite hot on the safety on their farms, as you said, they've got a legal duty of care to anyone that steps foot on their farm. So how, I guess, in your opinion, 
would you navigate people coming onto the farm who maybe have a bad or negative attitude towards safety and are potentially, you know, brushing off some of the the fundamental safety aspects like wearing a helmet or not letting their kids ride the quad until they're 16? How would you approach that if it were you? Yeah, and, and we do see that, right? We do see that where not everybody has the same, yeah. So I think you call it out, right? You know, there's a saying that the standard you walk past, right, is the highest standard that you can ever mm. enforce, you know. You, you, see a, you, you see a safety risk, do something about it, right? You know, um, if you walk past that and don't do anything about it, and something happens, how do you how do you reconcile that, right? So I think it's having the conversation. And if you if you have the right language and you know a couple of the sort of standard sort of things that you you say, you know, like just getting contractors and inducting contractors is, you know, is is an issue. Um, yeah. And often people think, oh, well, what are you doing that for, right? Well, you know, and I think what we're seeing too and, you know, is we're we're seeing more and more of the regulatory requirements coming into the operating farms and safety is one of those, right? It's always been there, by the way, but, you know, know, you've got your biosecurity, you've got, you know, your livestock, you know, uh, producers of credit. There's, a, there's so much regulation now. I think it's it's about turning, having a language for safety, having an awareness and a consciousness, knowing that you you understand what these you know most critical risks are, and that you've got that covered, and you you reinforce the messaging. You've got the some good stories to tell people. You know. I could tell at least nine stories of how I, you know, came so close to not coming home, you know, at night. So Mm. telling the story, being able to tell the stories, having a common language, making sure those, you know, those uh, controls are in place and are effective. And um, I think just... Just doing the, you know, the the one percenters. I think, you know, once you've got that sort of stuff, background stuff in 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 place, you know, you'll rest you'll rest easier, no question. Just making sure that anybody new that comes to the farm, or any visitor or what have you, you you induct, right? You you, you tell them where, what's the risky things on the farm. What's in place? What where not to go? Where where to go if there was an incident? You know, um, just what to look out for. What's the what's the go? What's the no go? What's the rule? What's the golden rule? You know, they're the, they're the sort of one percenters, and um, you know, pulling something up if you see something is risky. You know, don't not accepting it right. Um, because we're all under time pressure. We're all under, you know, so many, so much expectation on farmers. You know, you've got to be, a farmer's got to be an accountant, a chemist, a mechanic, a, you know, a veterinarian. You've got to be all of these things. Um, we're so many hats. and um, But one thing you don't want 
you know, is um, disabling injury or fatality on your, your farm. You do not want – I just – I just my heart goes out to those – those farming families that experience that and um you know it's uh and it's all preventable right this you know and you never this is a you never as i say it's a journey this is a journey it's not a destination right you know safety is about every day um and i'm not getting on the the soapbox or the behind the pulpit here you know it's just got to be practical it's got to be simple it's got to be you've got to be aware but you've got to make sure that for these things that are going to take a life that you have these controls in place and uh, that's my that's my message really you know and um you know i know we 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 have to have you know, safe systems of work. We have, you know, that's prescribed that we have safe work method statements, you know, high-risk work um, requirements, you know, signs here. You know, there's so much that boil it down. It's if you don't have those controls in place, the, the risks are so high, higher than they need to be. You know, we're talking about, so if you look at your farming operation and your enterprise, you know, I've had people walk up to the tractor thinking, and I'm sure they think that I've seen them. You sit up in a tractor, you know, your visibility is, you know, is is certainly restricted. And everybody who drives a, you know, a header, chaser bin, whatever, you know, large horsepower tractors are, fully enclosed cabs and that sort of stuff, understand this, right? And I've had people walk up thinking that I've seen them and they expect that I've seen them, right, when you don't, you know. And so this close proximity of people and machinery, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mix, you know, it doesn't. Um, you know, not having guards on, on plant and equipment, you know, PTOs and, and those things, you know, not having... Lockouts on on ladders into silos, and you know, I mean, a lot of lot of this stuff is now being, you know, part of the original equipment and stuff. But you know, farmers have a bit of a habit of taking stuff off. You know, those guards around P, those PTO type guards, um, you know, makes it harder putting the bloody PTO shaft under the under the spindle. But you know, if you understand why it's there, you know. And we, you know, we see the ads, don't we? We see the ads on TV, you know, and, um, you know, there's no excuse now in, on my farm. I mean, I've had, I've had my kids, my grandkids on the ATV, you know, dinking them, if you like, putting them on the front because they want to. They want to have a, a ride, you know. We see it, we do it, and, and we do it, and we do it, and we do it. But you've got to say no more, you know. And um, just just yesterday, I I you know was on the paddock. I was checking the carving, and um, I came on across this hole that I know it's there, right? I, I've you know, but then I came upon it, and I I was only just crawling along, and I was so close to tipping that bike over, you know. And um, and you know, if if you if you haven't got the you know, we're we're, we're now 
it's mandated to have those um, those uh, rollover protection structures um, and helmets and those things. So there's things we know need to happen. It's it's making sure they do happen, right? And but have this awareness now. You know, my wife she she knows that. And, and, and she's the same, you know, approaching the tractor. She doesn't, he doesn't approach the tractor until she can get eye contact with me, right? And then, and then I'll, you know, I'll stop, put the forks down, whatever I'm doing, and, and we can, we can uh, talk and, you know, whatever. But um, Great point there that you just touched on. You know, if you can't see the driver, they can't see you. So the eye contact is incredibly important. That's a really great strategy there. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's having that sort of acknowledgement, you know, between the person on the ground and the and the operator that you're there, and um, you know they want to, they need to communicate with you, or you know, and so it's that acknowledgement, and, and that's what we do. You know, we get eye contact and acknowledge that we have. Um, yeah. And I feel like we could talk all day about safety and there's just not enough time in one podcast episode. We are coming to the end of our time now. Rick, is there anything that you want to leave with us before we um, we sign off? There's been so many golden nuggets to take away from this chat. We, we know what's right, right? You know, we know what's right. And so it's it's not a case of, well, I didn't know that, you know. I don't think that's really where 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 the failure is, right? I think it's we know we know what is what's right, we know what's good, we know what good looks like in terms of safety. I think it's having the skills to have the conversation, you know, having the collateral and the and the you know to have the good conversation. And farmers will will have those skills and and um, and experiences. And um, and I think as it is safety to, to generate a, a good safety culture on farms, this step change that I think we're we're desperately needing. Um, you know, we understand that this is going to take time. It's a journey, right? You know, we will never you'll never say I got there. You know, it's just it's just making sure that you um, you take the opportunity to. To um, just to be conscious of 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 what of what needs to needs to be in place, and being aware of those those you know really high risk activities, and um, and making sure that the controls that you've put in place are effective and uh, and are in place, you know. And I think then you've, we've got half a chance. Mm. Yeah, absolutely agree. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing so much with us in this episode. Look forward to hearing everyone's feedback on the Kernot Farmers video campaign. There will be a link to this video in the show notes. Thank you, Rick. Okay, thanks, Tegan. My pleasure. <laughs>